Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the COVID What Comes Next podcast with Dr. Ashish Jha, Dean of the Brown University School of Public Health and a globally respected pandemic scientist and physician. Every week here, Dr. Jha will analyze events of the previous several days and offer his assessment and guidance for what lies ahead. I'm your host, G. Wayne Miller of the Providence Journal and the USA Today Network. Good afternoon, Ashish. How are you? Hey, Wayne. I'm well. How are you? Good. A, a belated Happy New Year. Here we are in 2022. We started so, this all in 2020, Wayne. We made it through a whole year and <laughs> keeping going, keeping going. I know. So want to get your overview of where uh, where the country and, and, and the planet stand with COVID, and then we can get into Rhode Island. So, yeah. Yeah. Delighted. Um so uh, here we are, uh, January 20th, we're recording this. And, um, and the good news is that the national surge has peaked. I think the peak number probably peaked sometime in the last couple of days. And we are going to see what I hope is a rapid decline down. But let me actually put some caveats on it. Um, some places like Rhode Island probably peaked about a week ago. And lots of other places in America have not peaked yet. So it's not like everybody's peaked. It's not everybody's. It's just it's in different parts of the country or in different places. But nationally, I think we have peaked and we are starting our descent. To, to be clear, um, there are a lot of infections ahead. I mean, if you think about the peak, you're going to get as many people infected on the downturn as you did on the way up. Right. Because you still have a lot of people to get infected. So if you've not gotten infected yet, uh, consider yourself lucky. And be really careful for the next couple of weeks, because I think the next couple of weeks are the critical time. My guess is after that, it's going to really get down to pretty low numbers. All right. So that's kind of where we are in infections. Hospitalizations look like they have also peaked. About 155,000 hospitalizations, more than we've ever had. Um, I hope that's going to come down more slowly. Obviously, it just takes a little while for people who are in the hospital. Um, deaths, we have not peaked. We're close to 1,800, 2,000 deaths a day. It's still rising. It's going to rise, I think, for another week or two, and then it'll turn around. Um, but the good news is we can see the end of this surge in front of us. And I think once we get into early February, we're going to have much, much, much lower numbers. Across the world, we're seeing similar things, right? The UK, they're down 40% from their peak and, and heading down. Uh, but other countries are still rising. India is on its acceleration phase. Uh, so across the world, Brazil is on its acceleration phase. So, so a lot of countries around the world, the, the, the peak, the surge is rising, others it's falling. I think over the next month, six weeks, most of this stuff is going to get washed out and we'll be done with the global Omicron surge, certainly by the time we're into mid to late March now, uh, globally. Um, let's talk about New England. Let's talk about Rhode Island. Um, about 10 days ago, eight, 10 days ago, 
we saw pretty convincing data that things were starting to turn here. And you could see it in the wastewater data in Eastern Massachusetts. So Eastern Massachusetts has the best, among the best wastewater data in the country. And you can look at wastewater to look at what's happening with infections. And you could see the infections turn. Um, and sure enough, about four or five days later, both in Massachusetts and in Rhode Island, we saw cases starting to turn. Um, again, I'm not, I don't wanna be Pollyannish about this. We still have some couple of really tough weeks ahead of us. Uh, Wayne, but I think we should feel optimistic that the worst of the Omicron surge should be behind us. One thing that I certainly have learned, and you already knew this because this is your expertise, but variants play such a big part. Are there any variants on the horizon or that have been detected or anything that we should be looking for or what, what's the bottom line currently on new or potentially new variants? Yeah, I will say a few things. First of all, um, nothing on the horizon that I see right now that concerns me. Um, I am confident we are going to have more variants. And I am confident we're going to deal with more surges. This pandemic is not over. However, what we need to do once we get out of this surge is as life begins to return more to a normal phase with low infection numbers and high vaccination rates, especially here in New England, is we got to start preparing like crazy for the next surge. I don't know if it's going to come. I don't know when it's going to come. I don't know what the variant will be. I don't know where it'll begin. Just like none of us predicted Omicron specifically, right? None of us knew it was going to start at the time it did, where it started. We should assume that we're going to have more variants. But now we're at a phase where we can be ready for it. So when it hits, we're going to be ready to go. And there's a whole series of things that need to be done. Plenty of testing, plenty of masks, uh, making sure that we continue plugging away on vaccinations. Uh, all these things will, I think, help us be ready for the next variant. Plenty of therapeutics also, by the way. But that all said, I don't, I don't know when the next variant is coming. And we can't predict. We can only prepare. I guess my final question, will we be reaching a point where COVID becomes a seasonal disease, much as influenza is now. Do you foresee that? that? Yeah, that's the, that's the hope and expectation. The challenge is we've seen really big surges in the South over the summer, right? Um, we've seen, obviously, the winter season is much, much worse here in the northern half of the country. So it, we most of us believe this will eventually become much more of a seasonal virus, but when it is still evolving in the way it is, I don't know that we're ready to quite declare victory and call it a seasonal virus yet. Um, so for the next year or two, I suspect we're going to have to continue managing this in a very aggressive way and knowing that we can get outbreaks at any time. That said, Wayne, the, that shouldn't scare people because what I believe now is we have to do a mental shift away from thinking about this as this acute pandemic where, my God, it dominates our lives. My God, we've got to, you know, kind of think about COVID and talk about COVID all the time towards a new mental model where, yeah, it's around. Yeah, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, we need to deal with it. But we actually have all the tools and it's not going to disrupt our lives in the same way. At most, if we do our job right, I can imagine that in November of 2022, you know, we get a mask mandate for a month. Okay, indoor masking for a month, please. Um, or some things like that. Not hugely disruptive. We have to do those kinds of things every once in a while. That's how we should be thinking about managing the next year or two out of this month. 
Ashish, thank you. We'll be talking to you again soon. Take good care. I look forward to it. Thanks so much and stay well. You too.